0: Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Steve Ekstrom here, host of the Tourism Academy's Business Class podcast. Today's guest, Melissa Reeves president and CEO of the Visit Vacaville organization. Did I say it right?
1: You did, Stephen. Thank you so much and thank you for having me today.
0: (laughs) No problem. So um, tell me a little bit about your first tourism experiences.
1: Um, sure. So I actually, I did not come into the industry. I don't know if there's a typical way, I guess, for people to come into the industry, but, uh, my mom owned a travel agency when I was growing up. So I was, you know, from five around the travel industry all the time and traveled extensively as a kid. And when my mom retired from, uh, her soldier travel agency and retired from that job, um, she actually went on to start uh, Manteca, California's Visitors Bureau, which she ran for 20 years. And so um, I went to London to go to university, said I'd never work in the tourism industry, ended up working at a travel agency in London, came back, worked for a tour company, and then <laughs> got into the DMO biz. So, uh, you know, 20-something years later, here I am.
0: <laughs> what is a lesson that you learned in those early days that you find guiding the work that you do on a daily basis now?
1: You know, I I think to me the most important thing and what has kept me in the industry, um, I learned immediately that um, the greatest people on the planet work in tourism and in this industry and that it is... um, been such a blessing to me to not only have people to call on um, for guidance and help in the industry, but they're just my best friends. They're people that I call when I'm having a bad day and need to vent. They're, call- they're the people I call when things are awesome and I want to share good news. Um, you know, they I, I have just made these relationships in this industry that um, transcend the business, I think.
0: Why do you think it is? Because that's that's been a common theme with a lot of these conversations. Is that you know it is a relationship driven business, and we really do become friends with the people we work with, even our competitors. You know, why do you think that is? Yeah,
1: you know, I think we're we're all definitely a certain personality type, right? We're all I think we're all Type A personalities, and. You know, I, I think for me, it's so many bonding experiences. I mean, I think, you know, they're, they're my road family and I get a chance to whitewater raft with them and travel to cool places and eat amazing meals. And, you know, I think we just get to have these amazing bonding experiences. Um, you know, when you're in Toronto for a conference and getting to see the city with your colleagues and and learn about, you know... Canada. And um, just, I think just some of those experiences are are really bonding. And, um, you know, we're always just laughing and having a good time. It's kind of hard not to not to make friends along the way when everybody's, uh, you know, we're just having such an amazing time doing what we do, I think.
0: What's a destination that's on your bucket list?
1: Um domestically, I really, really want to, um, I want to go to Charleston and Savannah and, um, I've got Spain and Portugal coming, um, in October of next year. And I am looking forward to both of those, but honestly, if I haven't been there, it's on my list. (laughs) Everywhere. See that map back there. I want to hit it all
0: (laughs) everywhere. Exactly. I I like that. Um, What's a movie that you've watched more than 3 times?
1: Oh, Pulp Fiction.
0: Ooh. That's <laughs> a good one.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's still it's still one of my faves. It's uh, so much fun. So,
0: what advice would you have for somebody who's getting started in tourism now?
1: Um I actually um have thought about this a lot recently because I have um I'm participating in a mentorship program and um, have a mentee that I talked about this with. And, you know, again, I think it goes back to building those relationships because those relationships, they um, have been, for me, they have been so valuable in building my career. I think many of the opportunities that I've had in this industry have been because of relationships that I've built. And so I think not being afraid to stick your hand out and introduce yourself and I, you know I think for me there's always been a little bit of trepidation especially you know walking into some of the larger international conferences when um I'm a very small Dmo very small and so I think there's a little bit of intimidation factor when you're first coming in that you know if you're new or you're from a very small budget organization that you know these big guys don't want to talk to you they don't want to mess with you kid but you know it's quite the opposite I think um I've I have been very lucky to meet so many um, amazing leaders throughout my career that I think have really helped shepherd me and given me opportunities that as a small DMO leader, I would not have had without those relationships.
0: What's something unique about the place where you grew up?
1: Um, We were famous for water slides. And I think that if you grew up in Manteca, California is where I grew up. If you grew up there, that was pretty much everyone's first job was a lifeguard at Oakwood Lake.
0: Was that your first job?
1: It was my first job. Yes. I, I got to about 500 times a day, tell the kids, all right, next, go next. And <laughs> them <down> the slide.
0: <laughs> is there something that you learned from that job experience that you carry with you now?
1: Patience, I think. You know, definitely working with a lot of families and kids in a, in a job like that. And so a lot of patience, I think.
0: What are you personally afraid of? And I promise this isn't Ellen, I'm not going to have a clown jump out of a box.
1: Should I lay down on the couch? Is this a therapy question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I'll um, accept a copay where I can get one.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Actually, this is hilarious. I um I probably should give you the the good like business answer. Um, but honestly, it's I think I find this hilarious myself because I hate to fly. <laughs> I don't, I know. I know. Yes, I just told you all the places I want to visit and all the things I want to do. I don't stay off airplanes. I just don't like them at all.
0: Okay. Well, I'll I'll confess. (laughs) I'll confess three things that I don't particularly love.
1: Okay, please.
0: One is driving. Okay. One is camping. Like I'll go with friends. You know when Mm, friends are going camping. (laughs) eh, Camping. And the third is what was it oh i used to have to spend 150 nights a year on the road for work mm-hmm. so that general sense of work travel like sure. uh, it's daunting well and now I think, mind I you it...
1: go ahead i'm sorry
0: i'm sitting in an rv <laughs> i'm a full-time nomad and i travel all the time and work everywhere i go Right.
1: So, <laughs> so, you're constantly driving. You're essentially camping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's well, exactly and I, it. I think that the camping thing, we get a little spoiled in with the work that we do, right? We get to stay in amazing places and beautiful hotels, and so it makes the whole idea of camping for me uh, very hard.
0: So, when we were in Toronto for the DI conference, I was staying at the Fairmont. Uh, My dog was living it up with room service while I literally had an RV parked outside the front door. Oh,
1: my gosh. A very spoiled puppy.
0: He really is. Now he's napping beside me. So um, what's the most challenging thing facing small DMOs now? And how is that different than you think challenges facing big DMOs?
1: I honestly don't think the challenges are so different. I really don't. It's funny every time that we sit down in a room um, together and we're kind of talking about those things that keep us up at night and things that, you know, we're worried about. um, They tend to be the same. I think the um, way we go about fixing them because our resources are so limited as a small DMO, I think um, it changes how we handle challenges that uh, are thrown at us but i think the challenges are very much the same. You know, i think right now especially in a destination like mine that um we're very much a drive destination and so you know, worrying about gas prices, worrying about inflation and and the economy right now um you know is is definitely concerning. Um just listen to the US travel call this morning about, you know, where we're headed and you know, it's i mean it's definitely concerning especially coming off so many uh the last few years that were so challenging. Um, you know, I just feel like we all need a bit of a break. <laughs> Can uh-huh. we just have a good, you know, a good year. And things were really starting to bounce back for us here. And now we're seeing a dip. Um, so, you know, I, I think definitely the the economic um pressures are are going we're going to feel them, I think, right now.
0: What's something that you heard from one of your peers? <laughs> recently that made you go ah I get it
1: hmm I have so many smart peers that I I work with I wonder if I can pick one let's see um I think that we have been deathly afraid of taking on a very large scale event. And we have um, been poked out a little bit by our city to to put on some weekend long um, festival or event. And um, like I said, I've been I've been very reluctant to step into that game. But um, my best friend, Wes Ray from the Stockton Visitors Bureau, you know, he says to me all the time, he says, if not us, who? And he's right, you know, if not us, who? And so I think we we do need to be the ones that step up in our destination. And he just took on a huge festival of his own and he survived it and, uh, you know, is coming back for more. So uh, it can be done, even with a very small team. Um, we can do it. And he's right, if, if not us, who?
0: What is something that you're grateful for?
1: Oh. I am grateful that my mom um got into tourism a million years ago and that she somehow fell into running a DMO just because their city thought she like oh well you had a travel agency you must understand how tourism works of course it was nothing the same at all <laughs> but you know I I would have never I would have never found this industry had she not stumbled into it herself and so I am so grateful for the years that she and I both were working as DMO leaders together and got to travel together and um you know I had a number of years that I got to travel with my mom and that was that was just such a blessing and so amazing to to have that um not only obviously personal relationship, but to get to have this professional one as well. And even now, you know, I can call her and and talk about the job and the politics and all of that, and she totally gets it, which is great.
0: What's your least far- favorite part of the job?
1: Um, probably the politics. I, I think you know that is it's always been uh the reason that um. I enjoy the smaller to mid-sized DMO work. I don't know that I, I don't think I ever really want to run a, a really large DMO. I know that a lot of times, you know, their job becomes very, very political, and um, I, I don't have that as much. When I do, it's not that fun. Um, but um, I, I mean, we're we're pretty lucky here in that respect. I just don't want to sign up for more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I understand that what do you think is the, is yeah. uh, the biggest misconception you know you mentioned folks saw your mom as being a travel in with a travel agency and obviously understanding tourism. What do you think is the greatest misconception folks have about the work that you do now?
1: Um, you know, I think our our industry has evolved so much over the last especially the last couple of years. You know, so much has changed in the work that we do. And, you know, I think there's still this perception that we are um, just about filling hotel rooms and all we do is market our city outside of the area to get people here. You know, I don't think there's an understanding of the local work that we do and how much time and effort we put in to building quality of life in, in our city for our residents, um, because we know that, that that impacts our our visitors as well. Um but, but that's a lot of the focus of, of the work now. And I again, I don't think people really understand um, that that's, that's more than half of our job these days.
0: Where, you say these days, which implies that it wasn't always like that. Where Definitely. do you think that change came from?
1: Um, you know, I, I think that we really, um, I believed wholeheartedly in, um, this uh community shared value proposition um that that Jack Johnson and the work that he d- has been doing at DI um in that respect and you know that was i mean he was really starting to to put out some of those papers and 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 um share this concept uh, a few years before covid and um you know so i think we had already started making that change within the organization to focus a lot more on our community um, and, and our residents and again, building quality of life. But I think, you know, a lot of us had no choice, but to make that shift in a really major way during COVID. Cause the only thing we could do was, was serve our residents and our, and our stakeholders and, and businesses. So, um, you know, we, we're not going back from that at all. And, and actually have found, you know, that we are pre- providing more value now than we probably ever have to our community.
0: Do you think that's because they simply see you more and recognize more of what you do or is it the gross volume of work?
1: A little of both probably. (laughs) Um, I, I, I think that, you know, we are much more visible in our, in our own community. We're trying to be anyway. And so, you know, we are trying to, to help people understand that, um, you know, tourism, even in a small destination like ours, tourism uh, makes a, a big impact on our local economy. Um, but there's a lot of work that we need to do to grow that. And But there is a way that we can do it um, that's respectful to our residents and actually enhances their, their life as well. Um, so, you know, we're working really hard at that. And I think the byproduct is that people are starting to understand, oh, okay, you're not just for visitors. You're actually just trying to do good things on behalf of your city
0: if you could point out something in your office that brings you joy and tell me about it.
1: Um, a thing or can it honestly, I have the best team I've ever had. Um, Monday will be, um, my 15 years. December 5th is my 15 year anniversary at Visabackville. And this is the strongest team that I've ever had. And honestly, just the best people, um i have so much fun with them every day and you can imagine in an office of 5 and we're in fairly tight quarters you know everybody is there's no secrets for anybody <laughs> in this office so you kind of get to know everybody really well and so um i'm i'm super grateful for the team that we have now their commitment to the organization and to the city and um to just wanting to do good work
0: what do you think is the secret to creating a team that functions well in that sort of tight environment
1: um honestly it was um a lot of culture work with fired up consulting we worked with them and that made a huge difference in in just understanding you know for me understanding that you know, someone may say that their work environment is not comfortable, but that just c- comes down to like the heat or air isn't right for them. And so, you know, understanding what pe- makes people comfortable, uncomfortable, um, how people learn, how they it, how they want to be communicated with, um, all of those things, I think, make a huge difference in um, people enjoying where they come to work. And if they're happy here, then I think they're they're going to want to work hard and and do good things on behalf of the organization.
0: How would you describe your company culture in one word?
1: Driven. This team's very driven.
0: And how would you like your team to describe you?
1: Huh. Well, one word, huh? No, it doesn't have <laughs> to be one be word. Stuff. It can be,
0: it can be a few. <laughs> yeah. No, go for it. Pull out this horse.
1: <laughs> I know. I think I might, I might need it. Um, you know, I just hope that the, they think that I'm a compassionate leader and that um, I, I hope that I instill um, a lot of values in this organization that they, that they want to um, uphold. And, um, you know, I, I, I just hope that I support them enough and they feel supported enough um, to continue to want to come to work here.
0: Do you think your work well back up, do you ever take your work home with you?
1: Oh yes, yes. Um, I actually have been so I have an interesting situation here. This organization was started um and, and there was an initial director that um, got the the groundwork laid for for Visa vacaville to to um operate and and uh, get started she was here for a year and then there was nobody and then there's been me so i have had the organization for all but 2 years of its existence so i take it very personally um probably um to my detriment sometimes um but but i definitely i mean i i think about work a lot. And, um, I probably should try to do that a little less. I did just get married last year. So, you know, trying yes. to let it go a little bit. Thank you. And, and, uh, just in my evenings with my new beautiful husband, but, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think about work a lot. I, I work at home a lot. Um, but it is very personal to me.
0: How do you disconnect then?
1: Um, I have been, I have been trying. I'm not great at it, but I have been trying to put my phone away um, when when I get home from work. And my husband and I just have, you know, a couple of hours. We we have what we call counter time. So while I'm cooking dinner, he sits at the counter with me. And we just have, um, he actually just retired from 26 years in the Air Force. So he's working his first civilian job. And so we have a lot of work downloading at night. Um, which helps kind of let it all go a little bit. And I try to put my phone away until, you know, right before I go to bed. I check it one last time for the evening. But I've been trying to be better about setting it aside <laughs> and knowing <laughs> that, like, the sky is not going to fall. It's all going to be okay.
0: It's it's that line, you know, there, there are very few emergencies in tourism.
1: Right, right. But when they yeah, happen, I, they tend to be
0: really big ones.
1: Right. This is this is true, and we are in a very fire-prone area, so that tends to be a little dramatic around here sometimes. But that's not. um, I don't think that's a bit of news I'm going to miss, even if I put my my phone aside for a little bit.
0: This is true. Is there anything I didn't ask that you wish I did?
1: Hmm. No, I think so. I think you know. I I like I said. I feel super blessed to to be working in this industry with. Um, my very best friends. And, um, you know, I still, it's funny, there was, there was kind of a group that was meeting regularly, um, a bit of a, um, it was a bit of a therapy session during COVID. It was a bunch of DMO leaders. And we just, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out how in the world to get through this um, awful pandemic and and the world that we were in at the time. And, and um, someone on the call said you know, it, does this make you not want to do this work anymore? And absolutely not for me. Um, you know, it was an awful couple of years. It definitely did not. Um, uh, it was not fun. It was not fun to get through it all, but it's not um, dampened my excitement for the work that I do. Um, I still love it. It's in some ways giving me kind of renewed energy because, you know, there's there was a lot of reshuffling, um, there was an opportunity to kind of rebuild the organization in a different, I think, stronger, better way. And so, you know, all of that, trying to put it back um, in some ways to, to where it was before, but also grow it in in a way that I think is um, is going to be better for us long term. Um, you know, there was, there were some opportunities there. And so I, I just feel really lucky to get to do this work and to still be excited about it after, you know, so many, so many years.
0: (laughs) The two last questions. Number one, what are you looking forward to most? Personally or professionally?
1: Hmm. I, um, I am looking forward to it has been a crazy couple years. And so I am definitely looking forward to a personal vacation that I'm taking the day after Christmas for three weeks. Very excited about that. Um, And, um, you know, professionally, this was a really big year for us. We um, signed our first 10 year TMD renewal. So we've got 10 years of funding secured. And um, we're right in the middle of a new strategic plan. We just signed a five-year lease. And so I just feel really good about the stability of the organization right now. It feels really good to have all of those things kind of in place and know that, um, you know, stability is not always something that we get to um we get to have in our careers and in our in the world that we work in. So it's kind of nice right now to have that at this moment.
0: So my last question is. What should I expect when I visit Vacaville?
1: Um, you can expect our our cities or our our slogan is small in a big way. And so we are a very small community, but with a lot of really amazing cool things going on. We are um a growing biotech hub here. Um, and we've got amazing agritourism opportunities. So lots of opportunities for hiking, biking, swimming. Um and farm visits. We've got an amazing alpaca farm. You can hold baby alpacas. That's always a fun day. So um yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty special community and um our location is pretty awesome. We're you know right between San Francisco, Sacramento. And the most the funnest part for me personally is 20 minutes from Napa.
0: Oh, how about them apples?
1: <laughs> I know, I
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> or grapes, as you will. Uh, if folks yes, want to exactly. Learn, if folks want to learn more, how would they do so?
1: Uh, Visit vacaville.com.
0: You're awesome. Thank you for sharing your time with me and our audience.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me. That was a lot of fun, Stephen.
0: Oh, and is there anything you want to ask me?
1: Oh, how did you get into doing this podcast?
0: Um, It started with a couple things. Number one, there was an observation made that there's lots and lots of media about place and things to do. But when we get together, the people who work in the industry, we always say it's about the people. So who's talking about the people? Um, So that was one. The second was, you know, it's been identified that there's a gap in the leadership pipeline. So one of the things that kind of knew beforehand was very few people start out their career saying, this is what I want to
1: do. Right. Yes.
0: Let alone end up in leadership roles, you know, particularly with DMOs and other organizations. Um, so it's you know, how did people find themselves in that leadership pipeline? You know, what does it look like? What do careers look like in this industry? Um, you know, and and the number of folks that started by driving the shuttle bus would surprise sure. you, um, or not. Um and the third is that you know, I am one of those. Newer CEOs, I'll, I'll I'll hold on to that as long as I possibly can, despite how little <laughs> hair or how much of it has gone gray. Um, and it's a great opportunity for me to learn from other people. You know, I'm a nerd. Awesome. If I can learn something, I'm happy. So, um, you know, that's part of why I do what I do. And there you go.